Bible translation is really at the center of that expansion and people really get excited because they have got God's word in, in their language. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Rich Rudowski. And I'm Emily Wilson. We're so glad you're joining us today. Have you gotten a chance to subscribe yet? If not, we recommend it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on Audible. You can hear the latest. If you're listening on lbt.org, leave us some feedback by sending an email to info at lbt.org. That's right. When you subscribe, you work smarter and not harder. The Essentially Translatable <laughs> podcast just shows up in your feed instead of having to go hunt for it, right, Em? Oh, yeah. It's it's worth it. So what are we doing today? <laughs> uh, so today's episode, we're featuring Dr. Brooke Ayele, and he was recorded on Rich's recent visit to Ethiopia earlier this year. So Rich, tell us about that recent visit. Yeah, we were in Ethiopia in late February, beautiful time of year to be there. Dr. Brooke is the president of the seminary, and the seminary is under construction massively. Mm. There's all kinds of construction work going on, uh, one of which is a, a building that Lutheran Bible Translators is building in partnership with the seminary to house a Bachelor of Theology program that will train students to work in entry-level and then higher-level consulting Bible translation work in Ethiopia and around the world. So it was really cool to go see that and to uh, sit in Brooke's office. You'll hear that that's where we are, that we are in an office in a city with lots of construction noise going on, with also, technically speaking, one microphone and observing social distance. So... And not necessarily our usual sound standards, but we hope that it still comes through for you. I also want to mention that Dr. Brooke talks a little bit about the charismatic movement. Mm -hmm. And just want to highlight without going too deep into it here that there's not like a one-to-one correlation between what we think of here in the United States of the charismatic movement of the the 70s and, and 80s. There are some differences. If you have questions about that or would like to talk with me more about that, I would love that. Send me an, an email at info at lbt.org. Dr. Bruka Yeli serves as president of the Makani Yesu Seminary in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, which is the flagship pastoral training college of the Ethiopian Evangelical Church Makani Yesus, the largest Lutheran church body in the world. He earned his master's degree in theology from the Evangelical Graduate School of Theology in Addis Ababa and his PhD in theology from the University of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. Well, having met Dr. Bruca a couple of times, I'm really looking forward to what he has to say, sharing a little bit about the updates with the building project and um, just overall uh, what's happening in Ethiopia. So enjoy today's episode. We are here with the Reverend Dr. Brukayeli, president of the Makaniyesu Seminary, the flagship training institution of the Ethiopian Evangelical Church Makaniyesus, the largest Lutheran church body in the world with well over 10 million members and sustained double-digit percentage annual growth over the past decade. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Brook. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about why Lutheranism has spread so effectively in Ethiopia, that the Mechaniasis Church is the largest Lutheran church in the world. Yes, that is true. In the last, especially in the last 60 years, the, the growth is extremely tremendous. And I would say there are two reasons. One is the, the, the divine cause. 
Yeah. It's God's will. Uh, we can't simply justify, but I believe that God is doing some extraordinary things here. Uh, so I can just simply say it's a divine effect. And on the other hand, of course, uh, there is a human effect. Sure. Uh, we can, uh, I have been asked this several times. It's a, a package of several uh, different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if, if I enumerate a number of uh, them, Lutheranism in particular, on us, all other evangelicals, Protestantism in Ethiopia is the same. Yeah. One is because they're all involved in lay ministry. Lay ministry is very, very strong and uh, that's connected to university student movements. So the young generation is very keen to evangelism uh, and spreading God's word. Mm-hmm. So the lay ministry part is very, very effective. Uh, the other thing is, of course, missionaries came here with commitment uh, of giving their lives. Yeah. So uh, 100 years ago, uh, 90 years ago, 150 years ago, a number of missionaries from different parts of the world, especially from Sweden uh, and Germany and, and uh, Norway, uh, as they are preaching the good news, they were murdered, they passed away, they martyred. So God is really working through that blood. Uh, and, and the commitment uh, was very, very high from the missionaries' uh, side. The other thing is one thing very, very unique to uh, Ethiopian evangelicalism and Lutheranism is using vernaculars. Uh, Ethiopia uh, has Ethiopian Orthodox Tawahedo Church for the last 2,000 years and always uh, the language is alien to the people. Uh, So everything is occupied by the clergy and the laity did not have any access of the scriptures. And uh, this is for sure one major factor for fast growth of evangelicalism that the Bible both the Bible and the worship are accessible in vernaculars. Yes. Bible translation is really at the center of that expansion and people really get excited uh, because they have got God's word in, in their language. So that is one very clear uh, point. The other thing is charismatic movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the late early 60s uh, and until the uh, 80s, uh, there was very significant charismatic movement where all evangelicals embraced it and Makani Jesus, the Lutheran church, embraced that. The, there was a, a very sound debate and discussion and Makani Jesus uh, took that it's biblical and we have to embrace it with all the precautions. Sure. Uh, so m- many papers, many studies were made, use and abuse of, of charismatic uh, spiritual gifts and so on. So uh, we, we did that cautiously, but we accepted uh, sure. charismatic movement. So that is another major area. The other thing is the involvement, the very uh, intentional involvement of the youth. Mm-hmm. The youth are still active in, in ministry and, and they are the forefront uh, of bringing the, the good news. Yeah. Uh, so, so that is one major point, uh, I would say. So these are, I would say, major areas uh, of uh, the reason why we are expanding. You can add uh, some more. Uh, theological education has its, its role. Yeah. Uh, double involvement, I would say, double involvement of women in local uh, level has its own role. Yeah, so it's 
collectively. It's not just one specific thing, but it's very collective, even though some are very uh, outstanding. Sure, the Makaniasis Church is known for a holistic ministry and caring for the body and the soul is part of what I've heard many times being here. So Yes, then. thank you, Rich. Uh, uh, I'm not just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this from the from top of my mind. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Holistic ministry, exactly. Holistic yeah. ministry is one major reason. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Uh, we brought, uh, even today, many people come to Christ because we bring both the Bible and something uh, that people are very needy in different parts of the, uh, sure. parts of the country. Yep. And we bring water and we bring uh, physical water and we, we bring spiritual water integrated together. Yep. And, and that is, in fact, definitely uh, one major reason. Absolutely. So tell us some about uh, your background, how you got involved in ministry and your pathway to becoming the president here of the Makana Yesu Seminary. Yeah, that, that's a very long story, but to, <laughs> to, to make it very, very short, I graduated from Addis Ababa University. Uh, I, I born and grew up in a Lutheran family, okay. of course. I grew up with very strong Lutheran tradition. And uh, when I come to the university, the university student movement ignited me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very, very strong. When, when we came together at the university, we were together. And that is a time, one more thing I forget from the previous one is persecution of uh, the communist regime. Uh-huh. Persecution really contributed significantly for the growth. Wow. And, and I myself, when after graduation, uh, I was sent to the northern part of Ethiopia where both the Orthodox Church and the communist regime, both of them are extremely alien to evangelical Christianity and yeah. Lutheranism. So I was persecuted there. I was a government uh, school teacher. Okay. In fact, w- when we go out for jobs, the university student movement commissions us to be ministers, sure. uh, lay ministers. And I, I have got that commission from there and I began to preach the good news as a teacher. I work for the government, but in the meantime, I just preached the good news and I was uh, put in jail, mm. I was tortured, I had lots of death threats uh, several times and that is, this story is uh, the same for many, many Ethiopians of, of that time and that really helped us uh, to be m- more and more bold in, in bringing the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just got a call of a full-time minister uh, as I was serving there. Okay. I just planted a church where I was teaching in, in three towns, uh, in Alamata uh, and in Kobo, some 30 kilometers away from Alamata, and in, in Korama as well, in the, both sides. Now, there were no evangelical Christians, uh, that this is 30 years back, mm-hmm. and now there are uh, four big congregations uh, only uh, in Alamata, uh, where I was, and I'm ordained in, in that church three years ago. Mm. So from there, I came back to my home area, Drame, and uh, that synod sent me to join the seminary. The seminary uh, retained me here, and I, I was a teacher. Then I became the dean of the theology department. Okay. And then there is a joint school of Makani Jesus and Kaliho, the Baptist church. Mm-hmm. They have their own seminary and Makani seminary, and they call it ETC, Evangelical Theological College. The two institutions jointly established a graduate school uh, of Ethiopian Graduate School of Theology. Uh, and some faculty from both schools were called to join that school. 
uh, and I was uh, called, uh, I was included in that faculty development plan and uh, seven of us were sent for PhD studies. Uh, I went to South Africa for my PhD mm. uh, and I did my PhD come back in uh, early 2015 okay. and I became program leader uh, at uh, EXT for the master's program and uh, postgraduate uh, diploma. And it's from there, Makani Jesus Church called me to be uh, the president of the seminary in its uh, 12th council, 2016. I was not ready at that time to okay. come here, but because that was God's will, I, 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 I have accepted the call. And I'm, I'm just watching around here that God is miraculously uh, really working a lot of things uh, at, at the Makani seminary. So tell us some about the seminary, its programs, the number of graduates. I think a lot of our listeners will uh, think of a seminary as a specific institution that's only for training of pastors. That's, of course, a major part of what you do here, but tell us a little bit more about the seminary. Yes, McCann Seminary has three different colleges. College of Theological Studies, as any other seminary, is purely focusing on theological studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Management and Leadership College, uh, originally intended to help congregational leaders, parish leaders, senior leaders, church leaders, almost all Mechanic Jesus leaders come from Mechanic Seminary, graduates of Mechanic Seminary, and they don't have that professional leadership uh, and accounting skills. Yeah. So in order to empower them, uh, this leadership uh, department was established in 1995. Since then, it's, it's producing leaders, accountants, managers, uh, so we have uh, both uh, at bachelor level and now we have master's uh, degree in organizational leadership. We have master's uh, of business administration in that college. Yeah. And we have a school of music and media. This is something really helped, again, for the growth of the church. Yeah. Uh, that the youth is attracted with music and songs, hymns. That is really part of the charismatic movement. And uh, more than the preaching, God's word reached out through songs. Yes. So uh, in every congregation, every youth should be a member of a choir. So uh, that has not been supported by professional study and so on. So the church has opened a music school. Mm-hmm. And now recently we added up a media school uh, together. So a school of music and media working together. McCann Jesus has launched uh, a year and a half ago McCann Jesus Television. So that television is run by our graduates from media school. Yes, it is very wide. uh, And uh, when we come to the theological studies, yes, we have regular theological studies at bachelor's level and also at master's level. We are envisioning to begin PhD uh, hopefully soon. But in the meantime, in 1995, the diploma programs were decentralized to regional seminaries. Now we have four regional seminaries uh, under supervision of Mechanical Seminary, uh, which are offering a bachelor's degree in theology. And there are other about uh, now, there are about 10 new uh, seminaries at diploma level. Also wanted to grow to bachelor's level because the need is still growing uh, more and more. Mm. So, yeah, Mechanic Seminary is much more than uh, just simply traditional theological studies. So we have that wider uh, disciplines as well. And so just to get a picture of the size of the school, like how many students are enrolled and how many graduates? 
In general, I mean, for example, this year, we have nearly 900 students graduated from all fields. Okay. That includes uh, about 600 of them are from management and leadership college, okay. while about 300 uh, or nearly 400 are from theology and uh, about 40 are from music school. Okay. But besides that, we have this uh, distance education in okay. theology. Mm-hmm. We have theological education uh, by extension uh, at certificate and diploma level. Uh, the number I said earlier is not part of this major graduation because the, the TE graduation uh, and of course the school is where the students are. Yeah. So graduation also uh, where the students are. So uh, we do not put that number part of this one. So it has its own number. Yeah. So every year in that field, both uh, at certificate and diploma level, we have more than 400 graduates every okay. year. Okay, very good. So we're in the third year of a unique partnership between Lutheran Bible Translators and the Makaniyesu Seminary and the, the church body, the EECMY. Talk some about what is unique about this partnership on the seminary side, the Bible Translation Program. Yes, Bible Translation was part of the vision of Makaniyesu Seminary at some point, yeah. uh, but we were not able to implement it. Another college, ETC, Evangelical Theology College, they have begun uh, that program, they failed. Another college, at X also, we have tried, we failed. But again, here, in Ethiopia, we have more than 86 languages, and we have uh, about 25 uh, Bible translation projects, but we do not have any training center. Uh, There there are no uh, professional uh, Bible translators. And the, and the work of translation is very huge and Mekani Jesus, as part of its central mission, involved in all her uh, history for more than 150 years, uh, Bible translation at the center of its mission and ministry. Right. But we never did that uh, formal training for, for our translators. And it's more traditional. And now the vision is wider than that. Because of our different partners, Mechaniasus wants to go out from Ethiopia, not only Ethiopia, also in Africa, uh, we want to reach out. We have uh, launched uh, International Mission Society mm-hmm. uh, some 12 years ago, uh, and part of that mission, from the model of Mechaniasus' uh, history, is bringing the good news to someone in their heart language. Yeah. So if our missionaries are Bible translators as well, we believe that that mission uh, will be very effective. So our missionaries should be Bible translators with other uh, mission intention as well. So uh, for all that wider mission and vision, there should be, we should really prepare ministers, pastoral ministers with Bible translation uh, expertise and capacity. Right. And the LBT director, Mike, uh, was here four years ago. We have yeah. a good discussion. Mm-hmm. And our mission and vision crossed to one another and we were excited about it. And with Lutheran Bible translators, we just immediately launched this program, which is very, very amazing. And uh, the, the response from seniors, the response from uh, churches was very, very high. And it's one of very uh, vibrant programs we launched so far, uh, I would say. That is one area. Yeah. The other thing is... It's plan uh, for sustainability, both for the training uh, and for the future ministry, 
that we work together on how this will be sustainable, that income uh, should be generated from here, uh, so that uh, the program will impact generations to come. So the planning itself is, uh, is very, very wise, I would say, very brilliant. Uh, and uh, we brought this kind of proposal to others. People were reluctant to do it, mm-hmm. but LBT was very courageous to, to work with us in this big project. And of course, this is the largest project at the moment at McKenzie Seminary that really boosts the entire ministry uh, and training uh, at the seminary as well. In that way, really, this partnership is very, very unique. Yeah, and I was walking on the road yesterday seeing uh, the building that's uh, part of this program, which is huge. Um, so let's just uh, you know, fill our listeners in. Why is a building part of the, the plan? Yes, I tried to mention earlier, it's all about sustainability. We right. want this program, self-supporting, sustainable program. The building will generate income. Mm-hmm. Now our students are at bachelor's level, and then uh, in a year's time we will be launching the master's level. And then the income generated from the building will support the scholarship and in, in just in 10 years' time fully yeah. Uh, the scholarship will come out of from the income generated from this building. This is a building not only for Bible translation, it's a model yeah. for all other programs we are envisioning. Yes. We are envisioning other programs P- until uh, up to PhD. We are envisioning big research center. We have Christian Muslim relations uh, and evangelism department. We have missiology. We are beginning missiology department. All these departments, all our visions, uh, need some kind of adequate and sustainable income. Yeah. And we have already proved that this building and the, uh, the, the, the partnership between uh, MYS and LBT for the Bible Translation Program is definitely sustainable and it's a model for others as well. So in that sense, uh, the meaning of this building is very huge. Yeah. But even more than that, uh, you know, Mechanic Seminary has a huge uh, piece of land in Addis, mm-hmm. which is a huge resource and underdeveloped. Yeah. And, and indirectly, this building has a huge meaning for the overall image of Mechanic Jesus, Mechanic Jesus Seminary, and the community we are serving around. So, so the meaning of the building is, is the its implication is very huge. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the hoped for results as graduates from this program then will be sent by the church into Ethiopia, but then ultimately into the world to share the gospel and to be ministers and to translate the Bible as needed. Yeah, just an amazing vision. It's a privilege to be part of and to share in that work around the world. I just want to talk a little bit about then, you know, what motivates you as, uh, as the president of, of the seminary? What's the role of faith or the Bible in your life as you, you know, you work to do this, to share with others, but how about for you? The Bible, as Lutheran and as a charismatic Ethiopian evangelical, the Bible is at the center of our lives. Mm. It's, it's the Bible that really is instrumental, the, the main reason for our growth. And uh, we hold it all the time, and many people level us as we are biblicists. Uh, we read the Bible, and we live the Bible. Uh, and the Bible is, the Word of God is really at the center of, of my personal life. Yeah. Uh, before I come to the seminary, while I was a graduate of the university and teaching at a government school, the major weapon my best friend 
is the Bible. Mm -hmm. I cannot stay a day without the Bible. And uh, these prayer groups and Bible study groups, which I didn't mention earlier, are also part of the reason for the growth of evangelicalism in, in, in Ethiopia, pro Protestantism, sure. and of course, Lutheranism. We always have a word, a verse to share among us, yeah. and more than what it meant then, we always go for its application. What does it mean today to me? Yeah. Is, is the core part. And every day, we read the Bible. In fact, people uh, see the Bible sometimes as, as something, uh, unique power. Okay. Even even for uh, everything, even the, the, the physical Bible itself okay. is highly revered. Yeah. Uh, it has its own uh, background, why it is so. But the, the place of the Bible, both the written word and the, the, the word in our hearts, has very unique place. And that is why, of course, I'm a New Testament teacher. Uh, I, I really like teaching uh, New Testament and the, the Bible and the, script, the scripture, not only to me, for Ethiopian evangelicals, is at the center uh, of, of their faith. And yeah, what gives you joy in your work as you go about your tasks here? To be a president uh, at the seminary is a very, very tiresome and burdensome, very hectic yeah. uh, work. But I'm always happy here uh, serving the Lord, looking into preparing so many young, enthusiastic ministers in different fields, in music, in media, in theology, who are really eager to go out with lots of passion. Mm -hmm. I'm preparing those kind of passionate, eager, young generation yeah. so I can see the future of the church in Ethiopia and beyond yeah. is there already. Mm -hmm. So uh, my joy is that this church is growing African church, church is growing and the growth will expand to other parts of the world. So we are making the future of the church. Absolutely. So the hope is huge. And, and I believe that uh, with the work we do here, uh, God will bring uh, this ministry around the world. And this the word post-Christian age will be changed yeah. uh, in other parts of the world as well. Mm -hmm. That is, we, we have begun to see that in different uh, Western uh, world uh, that uh, our ministers, our graduates, with not especially higher level theological education, but with their commitment and passion, yeah. they are bringing the goodness to many. Mm -hmm. That gives me real joy. So what are some of the challenges that uh, you're currently experiencing here at the seminary in general? And yeah, our listeners know that it would seem like we have to talk about COVID-19 every episode too. So like, what, what are some of the challenges you faced in the last year particularly? Yeah, COVID is a challenge uh, at the moment, but it's a very minor challenge. It's a okay. very uh, temporary challenge. Uh -huh. And we have to adjust and readjust to, to the COVID challenge. Yes, uh, it was very heartbreaking to see uh, to interrupt the whole teaching learning process in yes. March uh, last year. Yes, it affected us a lot, but mm -hmm. now we are coming back again. We are uh, overcoming the problems uh, with uh, God's grace, of course. As we talk today here, a new challenge has come to our seminary and student, a number of students are positive and that get some students panicking and so on. So, okay. so these yeah. are challenges. Yeah. I would say these are very temporary challenges. Sure. But my, my serious uh, larger challenge is our inability uh, to bring more committed, enthusiastic, young generation, young would-be ministers mm -hmm. 
only because of lack of resource. Still, whenever we, we uh, call for admission, huge number of students would want to come here uh, and, and join the seminary and they want to be ministers at different The need is very, very huge. I don't think we will have that opportunity after a decade. Yeah. Uh, because of lack of resource, in fact, because of lack of academic competence of some of them, they do not have the chance to be enrolled uh, uh, at a seminary uh, and fail to fulfill their ministry ambition mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So we are much behind. We, we are very much limited yeah. in, in bringing more more uh, young, uh, passionate ministers to the seminary and prepare for ministry. Uh, as, much as, uh, as much as I'm very happy about what we are doing now, I'm, I'm, I'm very much uh, sad that we could not do as much as we could have done because of lack of resource and infrastructure. Okay, yeah, definitely. Matters to keep in prayer the Lord can uh, provide as he will and through his people. What do you think that the church in the West can learn from Lutherans in Ethiopia? Yes, that's also a very good question. Faith. Mm -hmm. We, Ethiopian Christians, I would say, as Luther would say, uh, the faith is much prior than reason. Okay. So we believe, just we believe. Yeah. But I would say in the Western world, reason knowingly or unknowingly in their subconscious they give priority to reason reasoning out uh, things I think affected their strong faith I would say this is my sure. perception mm -hmm. so uh, we believe and we give whatever we have and uh, we of course intentionally work on the young generation and we embrace with all its uh, with all its uh, noise we embrace charismatic movement. It's, it's, it has its own uh, difficulties. It's, it's noisy. Uh, there are misuse and so on. But we dare yeah. uh, to get into it. And it's very subjective. Mm -hmm. If you are open to the work of the Spirit, you never know how the Spirit works. We can't control the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would encourage people to experience the work of the Spirit, charismatic movement. Uh, and of course... Uh, to, to get back to the Bible, to read the Bible and, and follow what it says uh, and, and, uh, and uplift their spiritual life more than, more than very much professional, reasonable ways. Okay, very good. What scripture do you have to uh, encourage our listeners? As I became a president of the seminary, honestly speaking, God is surprising me every day. Mm -hmm. Lots of miracles in many ways. Uh, I'm looking to it and at the moment my favorite text is uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 that God will do in us much more than we ask and think and God's, God's intention to do in us is much much more than we think. So our part is just to be humble and believe in that. And if we, we move forward according to his call, uh, I trust uh, we will witness 
his miraculous uh, deeds every day. Mm. So let's be uh, humble, uh, humbly surrender ourselves to God, and we can see, we can witness uh, his miraculous works every day. Absolutely. Well, how can we pray for you as we uh, think about the work here in Ethiopia and especially at the seminary? We believe in prayers. Mm. And, and what I've said earlier is God listens to prayers. And uh, there are lots of things. We need your, your prayer support. We need prayers for, for the ministry of Makani Jesus Church. Yes, it's, uh, we, we the members of 10, more than 10 millions. But the ministers, the pastors, uh, and evangelists are by far much fewer yeah. than the church need. Just, just for, for uh, the comparison of our listeners, yeah. uh, the 10 million members are in uh, more than 13,000 congregations. Okay. Uh, about 9,000 fully-fledged congregations, mm -hmm. and we say uh, congregations with less than 50 members, we do not say congregations, these are preaching places, okay. but anyway, they are pulpits. Yeah. So we have about 4,000 uh, preaching places which are growing to be congregations, yeah. uh, and uh, nearly uh, 9,000 congregations. So we have more than 13,000 pulpits every Sunday, but we have less than 5,000 pastors yeah so our pastors are mobile yeah uh, I mean you can imagine and uh, we are graduating only uh, hundred in all the regional seminaries and this one but at bachelor level we are about 120 graduates every year mm -hmm. we have about uh, 200 diploma graduates uh, every year uh, so the number of ministers are much much below than the need and the congregations are still, still by now, growing fast. Our congregations are engaged in local ministry intensively. Uh, so the preaching place, planting churches is their priority. Uh, and uh, it's moving that way. So we are not able to address the, uh, the, the need for ministers and uh, I just want uh, our listeners to pray yeah. uh, for uh, not only uh, the, the quality, but also the quantity. We need more ministers yeah. so that we are able to produce and prepare uh, more in number than we do now. In the meantime, the, the quality issue, because it's a spreading and without much good teaching, mm -hmm. we say... The level of our members is very shallow. We, we criticize it's shallow. But we are, it's because we don't have pastors. Oh, yeah. Enough pastors, the number. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, please uh, pray for us that we can reach out. Uh, we can be able to produce as many uh, ministers as possible for this. This is one major area in a broader sense for Mechani Jesus. At the moment, there are different challenges in the country. We are preparing for election mm -hmm. uh, and that has huge implication on our ministry as well. Uh, and there are some internal disturbances here and there. So lift our country in your prayers. In Makani Yesu Seminary, we are still, uh, we don't have 
yet uh, full funding for our building. Mm -hmm. uh, we are still uh, raising funds uh, with LBT and please uh, pray for that. We are uh, looking for more funds for another building for students' scholarship overall. This yeah. is mainly for uh, Bible translation, but there are other fields which we really want to raise a fund for another building to income generation. Mm -hmm. And of course, pray for me personally. It seems I'm, I'm too much stretched in many ways, uh, but God's grace is always there. God is amazing me uh, my, for my health, my family. These are areas I, I want uh, you to support in your prayers. Absolutely. It's a privilege to partner with you in ministry, Brooke. And thanks for being on our podcast today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Wow. Isn't he a mover and a shaker? And just what a story to tell. Dr. Bruca Yale and all of the members of the Yesu Seminary, hard at work. It's just incredible to see all of the things that they're doing for God's mission. It's so true. And and one of the things you don't hear on the audio is with this episode, we actually had our very first studio audience. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dr. Chris Pluger, who's a new missionary with LBT, who's going to be going to Ethiopia, was there with me in the room. And after we were done recording, he was so fired up about yeah. uh, what he heard and, and the work he'll be doing. So it was just a really encouraging conversation and just a lot of great stuff going on in Ethiopia. That's so awesome. And I just love how he, he gives the glory to God yeah. uh, in the middle of all of it. He's like, yeah, you know, there's the work of, of man, but you know, that it's God doing this and he's at work in and through his word. And that's why we're so excited to be in this partnership. Absolutely. And the work of God is the thread that weaves through every place you see growth like this. It's God's mission and God at work. And we're so thankful to be in partnership with the Makaniesu Seminary. To learn how you can put God's Word in their hands, visit lbt.org slash myseminary. That's lbt.org slash myseminary. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org slash podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translator's social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable podcast is produced and edited by Andrew Olson and distributed by Sarah Lyons. Executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald. Music written and performed by Rob Bite. I'm Rich Radowski. So long for now.